you are now listening to Grinding True Crime with your host, Maddie Matt, Todd Fox, and Gabby. Police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims and killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them and that he was also a necrophiliac. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome into another episode of the Grinding Two Prime Podcast with your host, Matty Matt, along with Todd Fox and Gabby Gab. And today, narrating will be Gabby Gab. And uh, we are here live, kicking off another episode for you guys. But before we get into all that, I want to let you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just type in Grinding Two Crimes, and there you can follow us, like our page and comment on our page and we will get back to you as soon as possible if you want to listen to your podcast listen to us through your podcast streams you can go to podbean spotify anchor itunes and pandora and for those faithful listeners listening to us outside of the u.s you can continue to listen to us on podchaser radio public breaker and pocket cast go to redbubble.com type in top fox 80 purchase merchandise courtesy of running for crime and also, if you like to uh, support what we do and leave a Cash App donation, you can go to Cash App and type in uh, Grinding True Crimes. That's dollar sign, Grinding True Crimes. Sorry about that. Um, as always, listeners, discretion is advised because we do get into details and it can be graphic for those who are uh, screamish or, you know, for little children. So listeners, discretion is advised. Okay, we got all that out the way. We're going to kick it over to Gabby Gab. And she break down her story and let her tell it to us. So take it away, Gabby. <laughs> you guys in the voice. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Today's story is about a woman who, I guess at the end of this, you guys are going to think she is definitely the devil. Ooh. Her name is Claire Nichols. Have you guys heard about her? Uh, no. Not really. Okay. Well, there's not much on this girl. I searched up her backstory, her history, but there isn't anything out there. I have no idea why. I wish I could find something, but I couldn't. If anybody else does, let me know, and we'll add it in there later on. So I'm going to start. In 2005, Claire was 23 years old, and she met Andrew Gardner, who was 31 years old. Okay. They moved in together in Chilton, England. And he became a surrogate father to her three children. So she already had three kids before she married Andrew. Okay. Took on the responsibility. He did. He fathered those kids and then they had one child. Together. So the total of four kids, but only the baby was actually his. Okay. While Claire was pregnant, she was violent already. She already had a really bad temper and she would um, constantly smack Andrew. Like if he wanted to get something to eat or any little thing would provoke her and she would beat him. Jeez. Ooh. What do you guys think? Oh, wait, it doesn't actually say, but it's kind of, I guess, 
you guys can guess it. What his IQ was? It can't be high. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah, probably no, really low. I'm guessing yeah. he says I a lot. <laughs> Stacked up, Todd. <laughs> okay, the poor guy had a really low IQ. And as you will learn, that's something common for Claire to be attracted to. Oh, shoot. So she takes advantage of the less fortunate. Yes. She's a black widow. So when detail I'll mention about her ex-boyfriend, his IQ was only 59, if I'm not mistaken. Damn. That's not smart. That ain't smart at all. Andrew's (laughs) IQ was even, I mean, I guess you could say around the same, maybe lower. So we're looking at maybe fifty or below. Yeah. So there was a lot. There was a lot of eyes and a lot of die. <laughs> Don't be so disrespectful. Todd. The I'm victim, sorry. Todd. <laughs> yeah. Send all comments to my to Todd. Cállate. <laughs> Show some respect, sir. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so he had a low IQ, so she he pretty much submitted to her whatever she did whatever she said that's what he would do he was nice but he never stood up for himself oh she man. always beat him that sucks he also dominated her own brother simon and one time she hit him because he didn't garden how she wanted him to so she's like a dominator yes so, so she wasn't satisfied she did hit him for that mm. So in her house, nothing was done without her permission. So her approval had to be on every little single thing that was done in the home. She's a Jezebel. She wouldn't even let Andrew take his baby to see his family. Are you serious? So if he was going to see his family, he could not take the baby. And that would hurt him, you know, because that was his child. He wanted the baby to meet his family as well. Hey, man. By January 2000, oh, you were saying something? I was just gonna say you don't do that to a father. That's messed yeah, up. Yeah, you don't. You don't do that, man. You yeah. don't do that. Well, you know, she, he had to have permission for everything. Where was his family? You know, I wonder this, but we'll, we'll see later on. Okay. Andrew was only allowed to drop the kids off at the school down the street. That's the only place he could go. Sorry. Eventually, she began to starve him. She called him useless and worthless. And she would tell him that he was draining the household budget. Wait, was, uh, he, was he working? Do we know if he was working at the time? or? At this point, he was not because she wouldn't let him go anywhere. Oh, so it's not even his fault. No, he's not allowed to do anything. Jeez, that sucks. And he doesn't stand up for himself. He tried protesting a couple of times. What do you guys think happened? He wrote a picket sign and she beat him with it. No. I'm, God, I'm going to say, um, well, being that her behavior is already showing that she's abusive, I believe she abused him even more so. Yeah, so if he protested, she would have her brother beat him. Oh, oh come on. She would encourage her own brother to beat him up. So I take so, it the brother's living with Yes. Yeah. yeah her brother lives with him. So at some point, you know, he wasn't getting food. The family would sit down and eat, and he was not allowed to join. He would have to sit there and watch everybody eat. But she was starving him, so he would eventually try to steal food, like in the middle of the night, try to go in the kitchen and find something that he could munch on. And a lot of people wondered, why didn't he leave? 
this type of environment. I'm wondering the same thing, because like, uh, I wouldn't put up with none of that. What could possibly hold a man down to put up with something like that? Ooh. Uh, I mean, judging from a man and his IQ, I, I would have to say, go with what's between his legs. It has to be the sex, right? What about you, man? Huh? Uh, um, my guess is it, you're probably the sex, but probably his child that they have together or the, the children or, or that would probably be the only other reason. Well, yes, Todd, you were wrong. There was no sex. <laughs> oh, there was no there sex? There was no sex? No. Ooh. All he was was somebody she could beat on and she could feel I guess big but the reason he stayed was because he couldn't think about like leaving his child like the thought of through his mind leaving his kid was not an option he loved his daughter so much and that's why he stuck through to make sure that she was okay I get it but why couldn't he just take her because being a dad was an important responsibility to him. And if he, can you imagine what this woman would have done if he had taken his daughter? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And then his IQ also probably played a part of that. He was trying to make sure that his daughter was fine. At least by being there, he could watch that his child was safe. I guess. So eventually, to make his torture worse, at this point, Andrew is very fragile. You know, he's not eating. He's he's starting to be sick. No strength, no energy. What do you think this broad did to cause even more pain on him? Jeez. Mm. Uh, Maybe lock him up or something? Because, I mean, he's, she's already starving him. She's already getting him beat. So, I mean, maybe... I and mean, she's not letting him go nowhere. Maybe she just chained him up or something. Okay. What do you think, Matt? Uh, well, being that his daughter is the only thing that, you know, is keeping him there, he probably doesn't allow him to talk to his daughter while they're there or hold him, hold her or anything. Those are good guesses, but no, that's not what happened. So what happened, remember I talked about an ex with a 59 IQ? Yeah. This broad invited him to move in her ex-lover wow. Stephen martin moved in and he started joining in the abuse of andrew come on now come on but of course you know Stephen was her type of lackey because his iq is low too so he's gonna do everything that she says so now it's the bad part this is where everything just goes downhill really fast Oh, man. Now, with both of them, her brother Simon and Stephen, she can get them to do whatever she wants to Andrew. So she got Stephen to start burning him with a lighter. Oh, man. And she got a lot of pleasure out of torturing Andrew that she started making, like, coming up with more ideas on how to hurt him. Right so there. Obviously, this woman just wanted the thrill, you know? She was freaking tr- twisted. Yeah, she's that's sadomasochism. I mean, that's that's yep. terrible abuse. Yeah, freaking bastard. So poor Andrew endured weeks of abuse Ugh. since Stephen moved in. 
And, you know, he didn't have the strength anymore. He wasn't eating nothing. What, Todd? You guys tell me. What could be the worst thing? I mean, besides you're already getting beat, you don't have the strength, you've been starved. You're just laying there pretty much because you can't do anything for yourself at this point. You've been, like, beat down as much as you can be. What could your wife do that can inflict more pain still? Twisted sick. What can she do? Hurt a child. I, I would have to agree with that and also <laughs> add something to do with a penis or rectum. <laughs> Dang it, Todd. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she did not take it against the child. She ended up having sex with the ex right in front of Andrew. On a well, you were, you were kind of right, Todd. Yeah, there was a penis involved. Just there not was yeah, a penis involved. Was, yes. Jeez. Yes. Possible rectum. So this broad <laughs> right in front of him started having sex with Steven. Yes, that's and it turned her on the fact that she could see how much pain she was inflicting on Andrew. That was sexually satisfying for her. See, man. Why does she hate hey, this guy so much? So he was trying to cling on to his life and cling on to hope because he was barely able to move. I mean, there was nothing he could do. How can he protest that or do anything about it, right? Mm -hmm. He had to lay there and watch. Ugh. So on March 13th, 2009... Claire, finally, they decided after all the stuff that had happened to him, after everything they had done to him already, that she could do worse. So she started jumping on him. And this fractured his ribs. Ugh. His ribs pierced his lungs, his heart and tissue. So he had a slow, suffocating death. Full of agony. And when they called the paramedics, what do you think the excuse for what happened to Andrew? What did they say? Well, clearly they're not going to admit what they did. So I'm going to say they, they said that he fell or something. Yeah, I, I'm going to say that uh, he was going for something to drink. And they said he tripped over the remote control and fell on the end table. And his ribs all shattered and he died internally. That's <laughs> Very detailed, right? Yeah, he, bled, he bled to death internally, and they put him in the bed. And, and then his weight in, in, in the uh, in the few minutes it took for the ambulance to get there, like it just you know disappears like it usually does, you know. So he was a lot heavier before they got there. <laughs> very detailed. Yeah, and the that bottom, would be outrageous. That would be very outrageous. If, if I'm a cop and somebody tells me that long story. Man, <laughs> yeah, and then she probably told the paramedics, like, Oh, you know, all those bruises on his face that's his complexion, he's always been black and blue. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if that was their story. Yeah, you just hope the paramedics just don't go, All right, so they called the paramedics. They gave the story that Andrew had come home all beat up, that he had been mugged. Oh, oh, my God. But obviously, right away, as soon as they saw him and the gruesome way that he, in the condition he was, they were like, no way. This is bullcrap. So they already suspected them that they were lying. Good. His autopsy proved that he had been murdered. So all three of them were arrested and convicted of murder in January 2010. Good. 
Simon Nichols was sentenced, her brother, to 25 years. Okay. Steve Martins was sentenced to 20 years. And she was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum term of 32 years. Good. Now, I found out a little extra about it. They actually, all three of them, appealed. What? They felt they were wrongly convicted. What? And that their terms were outrageous. Outrageous. Okay. Okay, I can understand the guys saying that because, you know, they might not understand what's actually happening. But for her, come on now. Yeah. Yeah, the one guy probably thought he was going to to the park to go play. He didn't know he was getting arrested. You know, Stop it, Todd. <laughs> he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, apparently. It, I mean, you kill somebody so badly, so horribly, and you laugh at what you're doing to them, and that's fun for you, even to the point where that sexually arouses you. And you think thirty two years is too much? Is too much. I agree, Gabby. That's not enough. That ain't enough. Like, you didn't let this man even live that long. Like, what did he live up to? Like, he must have been like around 35, 36. Yeah. He was 31 when they met. No. Yeah. yeah was... So about 36, I believe. Yeah, and they orphaned, they orphaned that child. Yeah. And it's like, not even that. This man came into your life, took on your three kids, and became a father to them. And then you have your own. And he's nothing but a devoted dad. He does everything you say, everything you want. And then you're going to go and do that? The, the only man that was willing to put up with you? I mean, come on. Did you find out if, if the kids witnessed any of that stuff? Or, or like, were they traumatized after? Did Actually, they- when they talked to the kids, I believe one of them was interviewed um, when he was seven. Mm-hmm. And they said that they uh, they also participated in the abuse. Oh, oh man. Because she would, like... That to them was normal. They were children watching people beat on him, thinking, well, that's fine. So they would kick him, hit him, throw things at him because she would tell them to. That's ridiculous. And their child was the youngest, so he they, she she was little. It's nothing they, they can do. I mean, yeah, she like can they do. don't know. Like that's what the mom's saying do, and they see all these people doing this to him, so they think that's normal. Those kids are going to be traumatized. They already are, but it's also going to mess them up because now that behavior is already embedded in them. I agree because that that shocked me. I thought when Gabby was going to bring that up, like she was going to say, yeah, they witnessed some things. They needed counseling. I didn't figure on her saying that they participated. That's another level of screwing those kids up. Dude, they're going to be scarred, man. They might do that to their significant other. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're going to be scarred. Damn. Yeah, so she did make the kids participate, unfortunately. Oh, man. Jesus. And they're adults now. You said that was 2010. He was seven. So he was 35, the dad. I don't don't have the information on what year the baby was born, so I don't know. No, I'm talking about the oldest one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the oldest one who was seven at the time. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably either, if not 19 or 20, probably at this time or 18. They're at least an adult. Yeah, most of them are at least out of high school. I hope that don't, I know it's going to affect them, but I just hope that they don't cause harm to somebody else. Like you said, Todd, they might start doing that to their significant other. Well, it may depend on who got them afterwards and who raised them afterwards. If they were able to break that 
or if that stuck uh, if that stuck in their head so much that they took it out into their uh, everyday life later on you know i hope the system i don't know how england system is but i hope the system like the you know the orphanage takes care of them because honestly how i feel how she is she might have experienced abuse herself for her to be so sadistic like that you know she she might have been abused as a child so i don't i don't know if her family is even safe to watch the kids you know and that could be a case too like how many cases have we done where there's head injuries there's sexual abuse Mm -hmm. uh beatings that lead to these people doing the things that they're doing so yeah it kind of sucks that you know there's no backstory like gabby said um on her childhood because i guarantee that would uncover some of the stuff that you were just talking about Mm. i'm gonna give you guys a few details on what they you know post-mortem the examination what it revealed okay oh man what proved that their stupid (laughs) story of him being mugged was ridiculous yeah so the examination revealed that he had suffered 21 separate rib fractures. God, dog. Wow. And I'm going to quote what Dr. Sloan said. The rib fractures are such that they are normally encountered at severe end of spectrum, as seen in a car crash or considerable falls from height. Ooh. The only reasonable explanation for the rib fractures is that Andrew Gardner was repeatedly and forcibly jumped on with feet or knees as he lay on the floor. And the prosecutor outlined that his injuries, you know, he had his feet and his left leg had been severely burnt. He had suffered burns to his neck, his back, which the crown alleged was caused by a cigarette lighter, which is Martin's, the stupid ex-boyfriend. He had burns on his back and left shoulder, and those were consistent with being uh, held forcibly against a radiator. What? Oh. Oh, man. Sloan explained to the jury that um, all of them lived in the same house. All of them were there. And Steve Martin, which was the third defendant, the stupid lover, had at one time been her partner. But they ended their relationship for the same crap. They had an on and off relationship because she was abusive. I wonder if he was That's the father. That's confusing to me, you know, because if you were abused, those were the speculations. There was no knowing if those were his kids or not. Oh, okay. But if that man has already gone through it with this woman and they split up because of her character, what are you doing coming back with her to torture another person? Because of his IQ. Yeah. He probably thought she changed. And she probably convinced them she changed. Come back, sweetie. I'm changed. I miss you. I want to be with you. Blah, blah, blah. And in a sense, she probably did change because he, she was probably treating him nice now because he was doing her dirty uh, deeds by uh, abusing Andrew. I don't know. This I mean, is jacked yeah. up. Um, the jury were talking about one occasion on March 13 of the previous year. She had called the emergency department saying that Andrew had been attacked. So there had already been a story like that with him being beaten. Mm. And when the paramedics had arrived, they found him on the living room floor just wearing shorts. And the 
police department said that he was not breathing, he didn't have pulse, and his body was stiff. So this was prior to? This was prior to, yeah. But this is interesting, though, because I guess the amount of time it took for them to call the paramedics, like, maybe if he was still grasped, like, gasping for life, they could have still saved him, but they That's just watched him. Why didn't they just take him? They watched him die. That's what she wanted. She wanted to kill him. Because when they got there, he was already stiff. He had been dead for hours. Mm, that sucks. They weren't really trying to call to help him. Eventually, they called just to say, oh, what are we going to do about him now? You know, they had to make a story. Yeah, it probably took them that long to come up with something because they're not all bright. Mm, got it. So when they asked Simon, her brother, how long he had been there, he said he was lying on the floor for half an hour. Ooh. But obviously that wasn't consistent because of this, you know, the condition the body was in. Mm-hmm. So according to them, you know, he was assaulted or whatever, but here's more details. They say there was an innumerable number of blows dealt to him, which included slaps, kicks, or blows from certain weapons over a period of at least weeks. Dang, weapons? Shoot. Sloan said the point of an object or objects had been pulled deliberately and repeatedly across the surface of his body. Oh, man. So he was getting beaten with things on... Another article I had read also that Stephen had burnt him with boiling water. See, man. That they had boiled water in the kettle and he would just pour it on him. I wish I was there. Man, what would we have done, Todd? Oh, yeah. We would we would have inflicted some pain. Oh, we would have inflicted some pain on, on yeah, Simon and uh, his or her brother, whatever the guy's name is. So her kids were nine, one girl nine, the seven-year-old boy, then she had a five-year-old girl, and then the baby girl that she had with Andrew. So for sure... The the, seven-year-old boy was the one who testified. Yeah, so for sure, that nine-year-old has got to be at least 20. 21. So that was 10 years, 20, yeah. Yeah, 21. Or 22. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty much grown already. They're grown now. So they they knew that they would measure the food that they would give him, they would shout at him. He said that he didn't eat much and he was not allowed to join the family at dinner. And he would stare at them and ask them for food, but they had to scream at him. The kids? The kids. The boy said that he would steal food, like bread or chocolate, and then he would get told off and then he was beaten if he was caught. Oh, man. So he tried to help. I mean, the kids were just watching, you know? I mean, they... They're little kids. What are they going to do? Exactly. They're being taught to abuse this guy. But, you know, the little boy was key to all of this. His testimony was key because he lived there and he could prove that they just kept making up stories and that they were the ones who had put him through the abuse. What do they say in the Bible? An eye for an eye? Mm. Torture them, starve them, see how that feels. Yep. So, 
Sorry, I messed up on like I go. I still, I, I, I just, I, I can't believe someone could do something like that to another human being, especially someone like Abby said that's taking care of kids that are not his, and also being there for his own daughter. And yet you're gonna treat him like literally scum of the earth. Yeah, you restricted this guy. You've taken full advantage of his capabilities, his disabilities, and you're just now using him as a toy. And not even a toy that you take good care of, obviously. She's trying to wreck, ruin, and just, well, obviously kill him. I mean, and, and he, his blind mentality to her evilness is, you know, well, she's not going to go this far, will she? She's not really trying to hurt me, is she? That's probably what he's thinking the whole time. You know, eventually it's going to stop, and unfortunately, you know, it didn't. Sucks, man. No. So I'm going to quote what the little boy said when they were asking him questions in court. This is what he said. He hit Mr. Gardner because he was a man. He went on to say he felt he had to watch because if someone hit him, he would want to know how to get his home back. He said it was not really his mother's fault because Andrew Gardner had been lying and stealing. (laughs) Wow. Justify it with the kids. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's whatever their mom told them. Exactly. That's what they believed, you know? Whatever their mom told them. Exactly. He he deserved it because he stole the food that he was just trying to survive. So she brainwashed him. Yep. So his her siblings told um the detectives that, you know, Claire had a really bad temper. And that if she lost it, she could really hurt you. So they already knew this woman was definitely guilty. Her siblings told her? Yeah. Including Simon, the one that she had beat him, too. Well, I mean, he got beat, too. Yeah, he got beat, too. He was also being abused, but that's what's confusing to me. I don't... That's really confusing to me. If you're being abused, why are you there? And why are you doing the same to another person who hasn't done anything? I mean, clearly you don't like the treatment you're fear. getting. Why are you doing that? Fear. Well, fear, it's like that's all they know. Mm-hmm. They know it's it's bad. They still pass it down. It's like that sexual deviancy stuff, too. It's like, you know, if someone was abused in a certain way, you know, the cycle sometimes can't be stopped. If you're mentally weak or it's affected you in a, in a way, it, it could make you that way to where you just continue to do stuff, you know. Uh-huh. You just can you, you just pass it on, unfortunately, you know. I mean, that's, that's what Dr. Phil told me. That's sad, man. That's confusing to me, but it's sad. Yeah. So these three appealed, you know, and yeah. I told you guys that they said that this was an outrageous sentence. Yeah. For what they did. But so people were going nuts thinking that they might get out and it did not happen. All of them were denied, and she is in prison for life. As she deservingly should be. I mean, on this one, I, I stand for you guys is off with, well, she ain't got a wing, but off with her, her thing. And and, uh, thing. <laughs> and for Todd, throw the book at him. I have to agree with you guys on this one. No sympathy for me. No way. I wish the prison that she was at did what some prisons around the world still do, mostly in third world countries, but they'll give them a life with hard labor, mm-hmm. you know, make them do a lot of hard work day in and day out. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I think that would be something fitting for her. 
Yeah, uh-huh. because this is something that she was used to doing. He wasn't the first one. She was the first he she killed. Yep. But yep. one or two of her previous boyfriends have come up and given their testimony on how they ended the relationship or got away from her because she was doing the same with them. They had asked for food. They would get beaten if they took anything. Everything had to be run by her. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, that was me. Well, one of them explained it this way, babe. I know a lot of us think, how can a man, how does a man do that? How does he put up with a woman beating on him? Mm -hmm. But the way they said, it's embarrassing. For a man to come forward and say that a woman is beating you, that's really embarrassing to the man. I get that. So that's why they hardly say anything. I get that. That's why. But at least they removed themselves from that, you know? Yeah. Sadly, Andrew, he had a good heart. He wanted to be a good dad, and he didn't do that for himself. He was more worried about his child, and he took it. I'm going to keep my opinions to myself, and I don't want to say nothing, but I'm just going to say I would have not been in that situation. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, ways to lash out, but I think like how Gabby was saying with his with his mentality, his mental state, state, and you know, he probably thought, man, I can't hit a woman, even though she continually just abused him. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm well, yeah, sorry. If, it, if it were me or you, and we have a stronger like mentality or or mindset, yeah, we're not. We're gonna, you know, at some point, you know, she like because it's been one of those things with me too. Like, if I always said, you know, if I was in an abusive relationship and the woman hit me and would hit me over and over, I would just leave. Now, if she takes a knife to me or she tries to swing at me with a weapon, well, then it's on. You know, yeah. then then it's like, OK, no holes bar now. Now. Now you've done cross the line. There's no coming back. You know, that's where I don't condone when a man would strike back at a woman. I know I might get some hate for this, but if you bring a weapon into a fight and like like say for instance, you're having an argument and the woman hits you, the respectful thing to do, even though some men would strike back, most men should know just walk away. You know, or or call the police and let them deal with, you know, she put hands on you, she gets battery, walk away. But when they're using a knife or some sort of weapon, she's trying to hit you with a bat, she's trying to kill you. Yeah, all bets are off. You can punch, kick, scratch, claw, throw her through the damn window if you have to. I mean, that's, yeah, you're defending yourself. I agree. It's my life or your life in that situation. And, and I totally agree with you, what you said, Todd. If, if you're in an argument, your, your wife or whoever it may be, a woman slaps you, hits you, emotions happen. Women are emotional. They might they might strike you. I agree. Just walk away. No need yeah. to strike back. No need to put your hands on her. Um, you know, if you need to just like, you know, kind of move her out the way so that you can get out of the way of the situation, go for it. But I agree. If she pulls out a knife, a gun, a bat or something, hey, man. I got to defend myself. It, 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 all bets are off. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying beat her to a bloody pulp, but, you know, do no, what no. you got to do to get out of the way. Just do some WWE stuff. Give her a power bomb <laughs> or a choke slam. That's it. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? No, I, I'm completely with you guys. Look, I've never been, I mean, I've always been the type of person where. I'm about to say, I thought you were going to say I've never been a woman. I know. No. <laughs> what? I thought you, I've always never been. You said so. I was anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, like for me, I, I'm one of those people, and I, and I might get hated for this too. Uh oh. But if women want to be treated 
By the like way, this men. is a woman talking. Yes, yes. <laughs> if women want to be treated like men and want to have all that power and all that entitlement that they see men have, then take it like a man. If you don't want to be the weaker vessel, if you don't want to be uh, more sensitive or woman-like, which is what we are naturally, that's just what we are. Agree. Then take it like a man. Don't be one of those women that want to act all macho and be like a man and confront a man, but then start crying because he slapped her and say, well, he can't hit a woman. Well, at this point, you're acting like a man, so he's going to see you like a man. Yeah, I've seen a I've seen a world star like that where the woman is just beating this guy, slapping him outside of a club. And I guess like all it took was, you know, he was keeping his cool, but he saw a couple of people be like, oh, you know, because she's doing it in public. And that's like highly disrespectful. I've seen that video. And he got tired of it. He slapped her and then she hits the floor and she's crying. Like, why'd you hit me? It's like, at yeah. that point, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't agree with that. So I feel like if you're going to stand up to a man and you want to fight like that, if I'm going to pull out a knife or I'm going to pull out a bat and I want to beat him with it, he's going to have to punch me and knock me out with one punch to stop. Yep. Because I asked for it. I mean, I don't think at that point you have any womanly rights. You wanted to hurt him that bad, so clearly you got a weapon. Yeah, because he's not going to let you stab him like you're slapping him. Slapping is one thing. If you're trying to repeatedly stab him, I think at some point he has a right to defend himself. Absolutely. So totally I agree. agree with you guys. Totally agree. If a woman comes at you that way, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Just knock her out so you can get away. <laughs> what you got to do. Let's not uh, cut that clip that Gabby just said right now. Just use that clip. <laughs> yeah, just knock her out. Whatever you got to no. Remember that bus driver? <laughs> yep. Oh, hey. <laughs> he threw her out. Threw her out. <laughs> but, uh, but once again, we're not uh, condoning violence against women. No. You know, it's just, hey, we just being We're honest. just saying, when a man needs to defend himself already, like. Especially in this case. And yeah, and in this case of uh, Claire Nichols, I, I wish Andrew would have had the IQ high enough to defend himself. But unfortunately, she preyed on the the weak-minded person, and that shows what character she has. Yeah, he was a kind character, and she killed that. Well, thank you, Gabby Gab, for that story on Claire Nichols. And we are going to finish it up right here. But before we leave, we want to let you guys know where you can find us quick, uh, briefly. Uh, you can go to Instagram and Facebook. Just type in Grinding True Crime, and you can follow our page there. If you want to listen to us on your podcast stream, you can go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and Pandora. Or if you're outside of the U.S., you can listen to us on Podchaser, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. So that was our story, and uh, that's the end of the show. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Um, this has been uh, Grinding True Crime. And uh, this is one of your hosts, Maddie Matt, along with Todd Fox. And Gabby Gab. And we are signing off. Toodles. Peace. Y'all come back now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>